on our free smartphone app, on your smart speaker, and online. This is your station for automatic musical instruments. Mechanical Music Radio. The best of Tuesday Night Live, a Dorset Organ Special. So at the Great Dorset Steam Fair, it's all about the Merengue Gathering, the main event where you can come and see a variety of instruments, including the one and only Grand Organ in the custodian of Peter Phillips. Uh, It's been a busy 12 months for you, Pete. It has, James, yeah. We've, uh, all our work's been about the end cases uh, because we thought it's iconic with this instrument, the brass work. So, yeah, we've been right through them and we're, we're getting there. There's still a bit of work to do. The instrument is still protesting occasionally, as these old ladies do. But I think generally she's, she's on the up slowly, so we're well pleased. We just had a, a news alert flash up on our phone that the Met Office have issued a heat warning today. It's, it's, um, it's blisteringly hot for all the instruments on site, but we seem to be coping really well here. Well, at the moment, that's <laughs> all a, I can say. It's going to be a moment. long day, yes. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm sure there's going to be some howling, squawking and squeaking, but... It won't just be this one, I'm sure. No, absolutely. What I what I couldn't believe as well is I turned the corner up there just by White Scavioli. I started walking down um, past the Masterpiece and, and Amy Sparks Dean and I could hear the A&R at the top of the hill and the brass work. There's definitely a change in all the work that you've achieved in the last 12 months. Yeah, that'll be the trombone chant uh, that, that wasn't really playing properly last year. And as I said, we've overhauled the wind chests and the pipe work. There's still a bit more to do, but we feel it's a huge improvement and noticeable in the organ's performance. We're well pleased with it. Absolutely. Um, Pete, treat us to a book. Oh, we need to mention about the CDs as well. Uh, For sale here at Dorset for £10. These are um, a series of recordings that have been done at Dorset through the years. Yeah, mostly the... Well, it is actually all taken during the evening concerts. And we thought a lot of the tapes were too good to leave in, in the drawer and we, we wanted to share them with everyone and make it more widely available. So please buy them. All, all proceeds are in aid of the organ's ongoing maintenance, um, and we'd appreciate it very much. That's great, and it's a very modest £10, and you get a, a lovely archive of the organ, uh, the evening concerts at Dorset through the years. And what you can do, you can, e- you can give them an email or, or, or Facebook message would be good if you... Um, send them a Facebook message and it's just £10 plus postage to get a copy of that CD uh, they have got but it is limited edition there was only 100 press so don't hang around send them a message today right Pete what we're going to hear well we're going to hear a lovely old Kiap arrangement uh, Tiggity Boo and Argentina great right I'm going to run round the front thanks Pete give me, give me about 30 seconds it's hot weather so I'm not moving as quick as I should right we're just going down the steps here Oh dear, remember from it is so hot today, and here we have um, the Gladiator from Dave Goodwin all the way from Cornwall, supplying power for the A&R, not just powering the lights, but also the organ as well. Everything is running, 110 volts, and I'm giving a thumbs up to Pete. Here we go.
It's the original and the best, and congratulations to Pete Phillips and Matt and all the friends of the Grand Organ for all their work during the last 12 months. Mechanical Music Radio, with the best of Tuesday Night Live's Dorset Organs.
the best of Tuesday Night Live, a Dorset Organ Special. And I'm down here with Dunford's Gavioli and Zara Dunford. Zara, you're the granddaughter, is that right? Yes, I am, of Brian Dunford. Because, of course, as well, there's steam engines in the family as well you've got here. Yeah, we've got um, King George V, which is a scenic. We've also got Princess Mayor Garrett. And we have a few more at home, but they're, they're in bits at the moment. Well, <laughs> this is it. Martin Oliver, is, is, he said that he wanted to do a world record attempt with 500 engines this year. I think he's, he's surpassed that, and he's got plenty oh, more. Oh, I mean, just looking out on the arena now, there's so many moving about. They're there's all, more. all over, isn't there? There's, there's far more. There's he's, nearly 600 engines. They smashed reckon. that record, definitely. Absolutely. So it is the biggest Dorset steam fair we've ever seen. Now, this organ is one of my favourites, and I always think it sounds like a happy organ because... It, it, 89 key gavioli but this was the first organ that was imported into this country using the cardboard book mechanism so you have barrel organs in the fair and they play six tunes and it would be condensed tunes going round and round all day and then gavioli uh, invented the, the, the cardboard book music in I think it was 1897, wasn't it? Yeah, right. And that's when, that's when this organ was imported to England on book music. And then, bizarrely, and uh, it's one of those things, but they converted it back to barrel. So they put it as a barrel organ, and then they converted it back to cardboard. So it's had one of those lives where it, it was a cardboard book organ, and then barrel, and now it's back on cardboard books. But it's a stunning instrument. I love listening to <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. I literally, it's going up the cider bar, and you bring down a drink, and you enjoy it. And our Dutch visitors as well, like Louis and Cornelis and Jan Kays, love this organ. There's always a good crowd in front of it. Zara, what are you going to play us? Do you, do you... Um, I have a really nice one called the Continental. Oh, um, a good march. So, yeah. Yeah, so Go on, I'll, right, we're going, we're going in the back of the truck and we're going to have a listen to the Continental here. And keep it Mechanical Music Radio. We're, we're ever so grateful to the Great Dorset Steam Fair because Martin Oliver's given us a free uh, advert in the programme to get the word out there about the radio station. And now, Dunford's Gavioli, the Continental, the Great Dorset Steam Fair. The Continental, playing on Dumpers Gavi of a great Dorset Steam Fair. Great fairground organ. Mechanical Music Radio, with the best of Tuesday Night Live's Dorset Organs.
of Tuesday Night Live, a Dorset Organ Special. You've already heard Barnaby Newton's replica Merengue, but because it's Merengue Gathering this year, we've got a few other special bits, like Barnaby bringing his, uh, his 48 key, and also something brand new, and it's for one that everyone's been waiting to see, from Mark Rawlins, his replica Merengue, which took him, I believe, three years to build, Mark? Three and a half years altogether. How, how the heck do you do that in three and a half years? Because I've just of, been... A lot of hours and a lot of work. <laughs> I was going to say, you must have been blooming gung- gangbusters going for it with it. I mean, if you just close your eyes, and I'll let you hear it in a minute, I know I'm teasing you a little bit, and the thing is, it's a bit awkward, because there's about 40 people standing out the front waiting to hear it, <laughs> so I'm holding you up a little bit here, Mark, but... Tell me a little bit about how it all started. On the 25th of January, 16, we started building it with the two skids at the bottom, with the help of Andrew Whitehead, who wouldn't leave me alone until I'd started it. (laughs) So he said, we need to build another one. And we started then, and we actually finished it three weeks before Banbury Rally, which was the last weekend in June this year. 
And you must have been working around the clock because you have that, I guess, Bambury was the deadline, was it, or did it move? We, we made it the deadline, yes. Right. We had to make a deadline. Yeah, no, you do. It, it wouldn't go on, it would go on forever. Well, this is it. With all good things, you've just got to do it in the end, and, and, yeah. and you have. This is it. Um, I mean, is this the finished article now? Is this, or is there Still anything else? to be done on the front. There is. Musically, it's yeah. finished. Yeah. Um, aesthetically, it's got to have a bit more work, more lights, yeah. um, more artwork. And that's about it, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But trailer's I'm, got to be painted. <laughs> I'm pleased. I'm pleased to hear you say that musically it's ready because it, it yeah. absolutely is. It, yeah. it sounds 100%. Look, everyone's waiting out the front to hear another one. You go in the oh, back, yeah. Mark. We're going to hear one. I don't. Is there anything in particular you're thinking of playing us? I don't We're know. Gonna, no, I'm going to stick to some old fairground tunes. That's that sounds like a good idea. Proper old stuff, and this is what the Marenghi Gathering is all about. It's about celebrating the heritage, the great Charles Marenghi, 100 years after his passing. And the thing is, with some of these replicas and original instruments on display at Great Dorset Steam Fair, you just get a real flavour of what it's all about. Here it is, Mark Rawlins.
Ladies and gentlemen, can we have a round of applause for Mark Rawlins and his replica? Wow! Absolutely incredible. And you're hearing that, a bit of a Mechanical Music Radio exclusive. Thanks to Mark for talking to us uh, and bringing it to the Great Dorset Steam Fair to be part of his lineup. We've got Jimmy Noises here on the corner. Uh, what else have we got here? Barnaby's on the end, of course. We've got James Reed turning up tomorrow with a bit of a party tent for a bit of a members area. If you want to come in and have a cup of coffee and a chat and say hello to everybody, you can do that. It's going to be a real social area. So that's the Merengue Gathering, the top end of the field. Mechanical Music Radio, with the best of Tuesday Night Live's Dorset Organs. of Tuesday Night Live, a Dorset Organ Special. Yes, here in Mechanical Music Radio's Organ Square, a variety of instruments, we always look at bringing you continental fair organs, street organs, you know, some of those 
different types of mechanical music because we're at a quieter end of the field there's space to sit and relax get some refreshment uh it's a little bit more laid back than the hustle and bustle of the fairground with all the the big fairground organs drawing in the crowd so down this end of the field we've even got a dance organ we're thrilled to have ken slow back with his 97 key mortier ken uh well your second time in a row to dorset but you've been coming for many years yes in the past we've come consecutively for gosh 15, 20 years even. It's a big commitment, isn't it, to come to Dorset for five days and play the organ and uh, get covered in dust. And <laughs> yes, my, t- my take on Dorset Steam Fair is it's nice to come and it's also nice to go home again. <laughs> That's all right. Well, so it's fine. It's a nice way of looking at it yeah. because that means that you've got a, you've got a good life at home. Yes, so, that, yes. you know, it's not bad. It's a good way of living, really. And I do love Dorset to oh, bits okay, every year. Yes, but yes. to get home and have a shower, yes, uh, yes, yes it's I all the little comforts. Yeah, yeah, eight days is a long time. Yeah, no, it is. When we sort of come on site, set up, because you've got a bags of your spot. We've all we've all been in since sort of Tuesday. Um, Now, tell us a little bit about this organ. I must admit, I don't know a lot about it, but I did see some old photos of it recently on Facebook with the Perspex front. Where did it used to be? That was when it was in Buckling's Holiday Camp for selling North Wales, and it was used for dancing. They had it in a dance hall. Then it got superseded in the 60s by the record player and for some reason they kept it and put it in a storage more or less so people could still see it. Amazing to think that that even as late as the 60s was still being used as a dance organ for entertainment at a a holiday camp as big as Butlins. Yes, unusually I've got quite a lot of music in the early 60s right up to 1965 when presumably they stopped using it so I've got quite... Up to date music, so to speak. I was going to say, so they were investing in buying new music for it at the time. No, no, they constantly um, ordered music from Urban, Van Vichelin, and Albert Decap. Wow. They used those two arrangers, and music was coming quite frequently over to uh, Wales from Belgium. And before that, have you managed to trace back some of the history a little bit? None at all. No, No. in 1955, the dance organ front was put on it by the um, Alphonse Burson's uh, Van Vichelin partnership. Yeah. Before that, no. Where it's been since 1928 when it was made, no. No yeah. idea at all. It's amazing to think, because there were so many of these built, obviously, I suppose, with 97 keys. Is that a pretty common model, would you say, for now, the organs? This actually is an 84-key multi. Oh, sorry. That's mo- my yes, it started off as an 84-key multi-orchestrian. And... Um, it was myself that put the 97 keyframe on it because there was a lot of compromises right. with the extra percussion, which I wasn't happy with, and I wanted to restore the 84 keynote scale back to how it was. Right, really interesting. Um, now, we have got a bit of a treat, and I can't wait to hear this. So, um, usually, Ken goes round with Keith Pinner, who owns a decap organ called Lucy, and Keith couldn't make it to the Great Dorset Steam Fair with Lucy this year, but Keith has sent us a little present. He has arranged the Mechanical Music Radio jingle, which you hear frequently every hour of the day, and several people have got this in Kabul, but Keith has done his own arrangement. What what he didn't tell me when he surprised me with an email saying, oh, I've done your arrangement, he's done two different versions. Yes, you can take your choice of these two, James. (laughs) 
<laughs> I want to hear them both. I mean, they're only about sort of 10, 15 seconds long, I'm sure. Oh, so, yeah. look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go outside so we can get a good... Th- thank you, Keith. Uh, thank you so much, Ken, for bringing this. OK, James. It's really good. And also thanks to Keith for, for arranging the jingle. It's, it's, I, I mean, I'm very excited to hear this because Hido Van Os has done an arrangement and, you know, people in America and people who've, who've got pianos. So we've, we've had all sorts of different takes on the Mechanical Music Radio tune and we're about to hear another two, thanks to Keith. Right, far away, Ken, here we go. (laughs) And here comes number two. There's a short version that we can use. Thank you, Keith. I really appreciate the efforts you put into that. That's really, really good. Mechanical Music Radio. With the best of Tuesday Night Live's Dorset Organs.
The best of Tuesday Night Live, a Dorset Organ special. And back up to the other end of the field, we're here at the Marenghi Gathering, where we've got a, a real line-up marking 100 years since Charles Marenghi's passing, uh, celebrating his achievements in a marquee packed full of very interesting displays and bits and pieces, like an original set of Charles Marenghi bellows, which were found on an abandoned fairground site in Kent. Very, very interesting. And over on the opposite end of the square, we've got Jimmy Noyce here. Hello, Jimmy. Oh, good afternoon. It's lovely to see you. A baking hot day, but the organs are all playing very well, I think. At the moment, yes. At the moment, that's the way to do it. It's always better in the cool of the evening, isn't yes, it? that's right. It's the best time to do it. Now, tell me about you, because you've been involved in fairground organs for many, many years. Well, how did it start? 1951, my father bought an old roundabout. We call them roundabouts. You, you use the word now, American word, carousel. Yeah. But we still, in the, in the show business, we still call them roundabouts or galloping horses. Yeah. In, in the middle was a little Marenghi fair organ. I was 16 year old and I fell in love with mechanical organs then. Amazing. After two years, father sold the little Marenghi and we bought a Gavioli which is still in the ride today but since then uh, I've acquired or had built a new fairground organ by Mr Andrew Whitehead of Stratford-upon-Avon and 98 key replica Marenghi which you might hear in the background now uh, this is one of the largest organs been built in this country and it's a fine example of English workmanship featuring the Marenghi style fair organ. Absolutely. And I think the thing with you, Jimmy, is, is presentation is everything. It looks incredible. When you see the front of it, all illuminated, um, you've just got it finished off beautifully. Yes. It was carved. Two carvers I had. Uh, one, Mr John Flynn from North Devon and Mr Woody White from this Western Super Mayor. It's all carved in wood. The only thing I can put my name to is the decoration. I, I used a lot of gold leaf on it, which is very rare these days for people to, to go to that expense of having gold. But as my father would say, you can be a penny wise and a pound foolish. <laughs> exactly. So if you do the job properly, yeah. it will last hundred years. Absolutely, and it does look as good as the year that you first presented it here, every year. 20 years I've been coming with the organ. This is it, and if you think about these replicas, like yours has been on the scene for 20 years, well, original Marenghi organs that were built might have only lasted 20 years on the showground, in service. Exactly, yes. These instruments have to work much harder almost these days, don't they? Yes, they do. I think they really do. We're going to go around the corner, have a listen to, to the remaining book that you're playing at the minute. We'll catch a little bit of music. You're going to go in the back, put another one on. Thank you very much. Well, this is um, great because uh, you can come up here and see some fine examples of replica Marenghi organs as well as the original 48 note from Barnaby Newton. And also we got the A&R, of course, down at the lower end of the field too. For now, though, here's Jimmy Noyce with a bit from his replica.
philosopher, he's all he's up to play a modern tune. Yeah, absolutely, we like the modern. Music Radio with the best of Tuesday Night Lives, Dorset Organs. Thank you. 
guest of Tuesday Night Live, a Dorset Organ Special. Yes, here in Mechanical Music Radio's Organ Square, and just in front of the threshing area, which is putting on a really good display of some vintage steam engines and equipment uh, going away, bailing up, it's just looking great. And uh, here we have something very interesting from Francis Stapleton, who brings something different to Dorset every year. We never know what we're going to get with you, Francis. Well, I've got several different organs. I mean, we've had Astrid. To Harley Crossley, the roofs have been down. We've had a Wilhelm Bruder years ago, and this year it's a Gebruder Bruder. We're a small scale, only 43 kilos, but model 111. But it's a real powerful organ. It belts it out. It's on paper rolls, um, and it's <laughs> it's the early, in the early days of uh, before MIDI and everything like that. The paper roll has a number of tunes on it, and it'll play for what I guess about twenty minutes, and then it will re-roll and play it again. Yes, fifteen to twenty minutes, and it does re-roll. It was also possible to get duplex ones where it would re-roll and the other rolls started to play. So the idea of this is it would have been used in a fairground ride and it just would have played all day and they'd occasionally change the roll when they get bored, I suppose, would they? Yes, very much so. These or this sort of organ was often found in cakewalks. I mean, it's very difficult to trace the history of some of this stuff. Have you attempted anything with this particular Gebruder Bruder? I know very little about it. It came back from America a few years ago and uh, was bought by Roger Burville. And uh, he uh, eventually decided he needed to help his son get his workshop, and uh, I bought it from them, and there's no way I'd part with it now. It's beautiful. But it is a, it, it's just a lovely sound. There's something I really like about this organ. When Roger and David used to bring it to Dorset, it was always one of my favourites, and it's got some really lovely old rolls, all of them. You know, there's a few patches of tape and things on to, to keep them going, but... There's some really nice original factory arrangements. Well, this one isn't factory. The one that's on now, a very old book or roll by Gustav Bruder, who ah. is possibly one of the best arrangers ever. Right. So we're going to have a treat. We'd like to fire well, it up, Francis. So. Yeah. No, he's going to switch it on. We'll enjoy this. Will and Bruder here at the Great Dorset Steam Fair. <laughs> Thank you. 
it's a it's a 15 minute roll so we don't have time to stay for all of it because <laughs> it does but it's just a wonderful it gives you an idea it's a 43 keyless role playing Gabruda Bruder presented by Francis Stapleton you can hear the rumble in the background of site generators the thrashing area the wood sawing there's so much to see and there uh, could you, did you hear that that sort of motorbikes well that's the stunt show in the in the ring next to Organ Square. So this is all the attractions that we're surrounded by. Mechanical Music Radio with the best of Tuesday Night Live's Dorset Organs. of Tuesday Night Live, a Dorset Organ Special. It's welcome back to the Great Dorset Steam Fair. There are three spectacular stage shows you can enjoy with organs in the back, uh, entertaining entertaining the punters. And the first one in the usual position, you will find Richard Dean, Deans of Bristol. The Bioscope shows in the back as well. Richard, incredible display as always. Thank you. It's uh, the Bioscope. I must come in and check out the Bioscope show because everyone mentions to me you do like a a film show in the back. Bioscope, of course, is the start of cinema as we know it. Well, you would have come to the fairground to a booth like this from about 1896 um, through to about the 
really the end of the First World War. The First World War saw, saw these shows mostly go off the road. There were one or two that managed to get into about 1920, but, but virtually nothing. You can honestly say that by the end of the war, everybody wanted brick-built cinemas to go and visit. The, the new phenomenon that had come in, which the, which the showman had grasped very quickly and found a way to make a few pennies from, um, soon became... Everybody thought it was a flash in the pan. No, it wasn't. It soon became the thing, and of course, it's still with us today. It's amazing. And not just that, of course, you've got the stage at the front with the stage showers yep. most hours. Um, you've got the passion dancers in front yep. of Silver Bell, which is a 90 keyless Dean organ, which yep. was built when? Uh, 1989. Oh, blimey, the years go by, they, don't they? They do go by. I think it's 28 years we've been bringing the show up this year. Wow. And the organ was out just a couple of years before that. So. And what, what I love about the stage that, that you've done is, is it, it captures that old essence. That, that's what we wanted to do. I mean, it all started as a bit of an obsession for me, bioscopes, when I was about 11. Um, I used to sit dazing out the window at school rather than doing what I was meant to be doing, thinking one day I'm going to find one in a shed. I started collecting film, projectors, um, all sorts of memorabilia and bits and pieces, but a complete elusive show... They were all gone, so most of the bits, a few bits of carved work survived, and I've got an odd few bits from different things. But uh, the time came when we had to make a big decision, and that was we're never going to find one. So it had to be done, and we recreated it. All the equipment we use inside is original, and this year we're doing a little bit of a special with the films because when they did the reenactment on the first down, down in 2014, down in the first World War, we went down and took some images which we've redressed into black and white similar to how they would have been seen in propaganda films and so on and we used them that in 2014 very popular so we thought as it's the anniversary of the end of the war we would this year take that footage and amalgamate it in a special film with some original footage from the first world war and put it together as a propaganda film so people can come and see what it would have been like to come up onto one of these shows at that time when they were promoting um, really trying to get some national pride and get people behind the troops and so on. And not always was the film that was shown real. Many, I mean, in those days, you can imagine what this, what it was like in the trenches and so on. It wasn't very, it wasn't very easy to film. Cinematography was in its infancy. So some of the showmen and some of the filmmakers actually made mock film here at home because everybody wanted news. We take it for granted today, radio, yeah, television. Absolutely. We know what's going on around the world everywhere. Yeah, In it. those days, you were lucky if you knew two months what, you know, Amazing. two months behind what was happening. So if you could find out what happened to Uncle Bert, who was on the front line, because, of course, many people didn't quite realise at home entirely yeah. what was happening no, and it. how bad it was. Yeah. So yeah. they didn't realise it. And so the idea of propaganda, and I think as well, in many cases you like to believe in good and that they are okay so if yeah. somebody could go and see something and it portrayed our troops going over the top and things were great as yeah. the british are very good at doing yeah even when our Step backs up are lip. Yeah. yeah exactly they come to it and to be honest for, for a while just during the first part of the war it did give a revival to these shows because they were able to do that sort of thing whereas they were really vice from about 1910 onward the the writing was on the wall because when it was new everybody came to see just a moving picture a picture moved they'd never seen it so it didn't matter if you had 25 heads in front of you if you caught a glimpse of it it was fantastic 
within 10 years, 15 years, everybody knew what it was. They wanted more. They wanted seated, plush seated. They wanted to go. They wanted proper performances. All types of um, films were made that really started to get beyond what you could show in a short show. And so as it was dwindling, obviously the war happened. Um, and that just gave a little bit of a revival. So I would say it probably helped just carry through a few more years before it was all over. Yeah. Well, it's an incredible display. And I think if you imagine in the olden days when you'd see something like this in the sort of early 1900s and you'd go around the corner and see it all illuminated oh, with the organ been, playing. I mean, that, that's the other thing that people forget is electric lights. Yeah. People still came to the 20s yeah. to wonder at electric light yeah, on the yeah, third yeah, rank. Yeah. So, it's amazing. But, but this is it. It's still a wow moment today because there is nothing else I like this so. elsewhere. I mean, this is why the show fronts were always so elaborate because the idea was just like the rides where the gondolas for the idea of gallopers riding on a horse like the gentry if you look at it it was all intended to give you art that's what this was it was to show them something in there you know if you're coming up from the pit every day you don't get to see this type of carved work electric light the, the whole thing was meant to seem magnificent and I think in those days it would have done yeah. I don't know how you could what you could compare it to today because we're you know I think if a spaceship landed in the middle of Dorset everybody <laughs> go oh yeah Martin Oliver's pulled off a good one yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, nothing exactly, no, yeah. you know we're, we're so used to technology and everything we're not amazed anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. this was amazing and the first time that people projected moving pictures I mean <laughs> In the in the late, before 1900, the first Lumiere films like the train coming to the station, you had women screaming, running out of the the, yeah. the booth because they thought the train was going to come through the screen. Wow! You know, it, it was so spectacular, and of course, everything we have today, the internet, everything really—if you trace it back—it all comes yeah. from the the invention of photography and then moving pictures. Yeah. Well, it's great. Um, what an attraction here! Deans will be pulling a crowd with their stage shows throughout the Dorset Steam Fair, and if you do Google. Dean Organs of Bristol. They've got a great website. There's parts for the enthusiast, uh, all sorts for sale. You can order instruments. There's second-hand uh, instruments. That, you know, it, it's a real world that you can discover on the Dean Organ website. So do give it a look up. Mechanical Music Radio with the best of Tuesday Night Lives, Dorset Organs. 